0: Hello and welcome to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. Our desire with these episodes is to provide quality content based on the material we're working through in our weekly core group meetings. We're striving to build a multi-demographic community of believers with the purpose of glorifying God through proclaiming the gospel, making disciples, and resting in Christ. We hope you enjoy today's podcast.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Redeemer Church Columbus podcast. This podcast is mainly designed for those who are being a part of the core group as we prepare to launch the church later this year. Though we understand that there may be someone coming alongside the podcast that maybe doesn't know much about the church itself. And so if that is the case, feel free to reach out to us. But here at Redeemer Church, we strive to be a multi-demographic community of believers with the purpose of glorifying God by proclaiming the gospel, making disciples while resting in Christ. See, Redeemer Church, our desire is to plant in the North Forty Five area in Columbus and we hope that if you're catching this now and just haven't been able to be a part of the core group, or if you've listening to this later as we've worked through the core group, my desire would be that it would be beneficial to you. This week I have a special guest here with me, Mr Nick Traywick. Nick, how are you? I'm good. Man, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm 24 years old. Uh, I work
0: at Matt General Lover Company. Uh, I have a wife and two beautiful little girls and
1: love my family to death. You know what's amazing about your girls is they are beautiful but they look much like you and I'm confused on how that that works out. but Well, I don't have the beautiful anymore. They have it. Okay. Maybe <laughs> that's the case for my daughter, too, because she looks much like me, but much more beautiful than I am. Well, Nick, um, let's get on a little bit of topic here. We're going to be looking at biblical worship, which is really our th- third core value here at Redeemer Church. And Nick is going to begin by reading that entire statement for us. It is evident in scripture
0: that God is to be worshiped but it is also specific in how he is to be worshipped. This occurs on three levels, personal, family, and corporate worship. First, personal worship is simply to glorify God in everything that somebody does. Second is family worship, is the individual families worshiping God together in their home. The third is corporate worship, is the commitment to prayer, reading of scripture, preaching, songs, communion, And baptism during the weekly worship gathering.
1: Now, this statement has been one that uh, the other elder and I spent much time pouring through and really just see the importance of it. Now, this isn't an expansive topic or this isn't an expansive explanation of the topic because worship is um, a very, very hard topic to get into because we get into modes as well as motivations and things of that nature. But our desire here is really just to point out a few things. Uh, First and foremost is that scripture is abundantly clear that God is to be worshiped. Um, How that looks and how often and in what way. You know, those are a matter of debate and things of the such. But what is important that all believers should land on is that God is to be worshiped. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Um, During our core group time, we really looked at Psalms 8, 1 through 11, mainly focusing on verse 2 and verse 4, I believe, where it really just talks about how God is the creator of the world and the moon and the sun and the stars. And because of this, we see his handiwork and his worthiness to be worshiped. God is worthy to be worshipped. But as the statement goes on to say, this occurs on three levels, personal, family, and corporate. All that being
0: said, what would be something that is on a personal worship level?
1: Okay, so the statement says first, personal worship is simply to glorify God in everything that one does. Now, during our core group time together, we really looked at two ideas of personal worship. First being from Psalms chapter 1, 1 and 2, mainly uh, where the psalmist is talking about delighting on the law of God um, and that he meditates on it day and night. So personal worship is something that we do um, practice if it be through reading of the word or prayer or maybe even some kind of worship in our vehicles or through song of some sort when well, it's just us and no one else. Um, that is a portion, but not the most important portion. The most important portion portion of this is really that in everything that we do in life, we bring God glory, specifically 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. I'm going to paraphrase this, but essentially it says that if eating and drinking or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. So that means no matter what we do, if it be uh, working at Max Shan Lumber, as Nick said he did earlier, or if it be working at a post office like my occupation or planting a church or just watching some random princess show with our daughters like we did previously to recording this. Everything that we do in life should be to bring God glory, and that is the way that we personally worship God in our lives. So what would be something that's on the family
0: worship level
1: all right so family worship um the statement first and foremost says for second family worship is the individual families worshiping god together in their homes now this looks different on the individual worshiping um in their homes this looks different for each father and mother in leading their families um really the principle of this comes from deuteronomy chapter six seven through nine i believe um it's really just the idea of teaching the the law of the Lord to our children, as we walk and go about our business, as we write it on our foreheads, we write it on the walls, we put it on our doorposts, that we would take every opportunity to teach our children about God and his word. Now, the reason why I say this looks different is, Nick, how old are your girls? They are five and three. Five and three. All right. And then my family, I have two girls and two boys. My youngest is two. My oldest girl is 13, and then I have two boys that are 7 and 8. So I have a two, seven, eight, and 13-year-old. So even in their lives, how I lead them in worship differs. Um, but even outside of that, you have individuals that are single. You have families that they have raised their kids, and now it's just he and his wife or her and her husband. You have individuals that have infants. You have ones that only have teenagers. So the way we do this is going to differ from family to family. Um, I could give you some personal advice on what to do here and how to do it. It's not something we can cover on this format. But what's important is really understanding that whatever your context is, that if you have a family, if it be just you and your spouse or kids, to really spend some time together together breaking down the word of god now one thing i would really just i would offer advice to and maybe at this point you've followed our instagram and facebook page but every sunday i place um, i put up this picture of the new city catechism and new city catechism actually has an app that goes with it that provides uh, the question and answer it provides some scripture to go with it 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 provides a song that goes with it that helps kids memorize it. And then they even have a longer version for the adults to memorize as well. And so the reason why I suggest this is because this is a really good way for families to have family worship throughout the week. If it be one day to five days, that to really spend time going over this question week, every day, or every time they meet uh, throughout the week. And then the next week, pick another one. And what this allows them to do is really to pour this same principle into their children over and over and over again. Kind of like this week's. The question was, how many persons are there in God? And the answer is, there is two person. There's three persons, and there is three. There is three: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So this is a very crucial doctrine for the believer. Um, and often we think that our kids can't handle that idea of things but they can and so um i really encourage you there
0: so what's something that would be on a corporate worship
1: okay so corporate worship um we at redeemer uh the elders here at redeemer would hold more to what we call the regulative principle meaning that god's word dictates what's allowed and not allowed in script and uh, worship um the statement though says third corporate worship is the commitment to prayer reading of scripture preaching songs Communion and Baptism during the weekly worship gathering. An important aspect of this is that last few statements, uh last few words of this statement, which is during the weekly worship gathering. What we're talking about here is the time in which the church is committed to gather on the Lord's day to worship. Now, depending on the stage of the church's life, that may be a Sunday morning or it may be a Sunday evening, or sometime it may be a Sunday night. Uh, the time isn't as necessary, but the day hits. And so this is what we commit to doing weekly during the worship gathering. Uh, if we were to have worship on a different day, it wouldn't as be an imperative that we follow this format. Um, but doing these things—prayer, reading of Scripture, preaching, Psalms, communion, and baptism—are all a huge aspect of worship. Um, when we discussed this, we mainly looked at Colossians 3:16 and 17 and Ephesians 5:19, and then what it talks about is admonishing and building up one another. Uh, in sound doctrine through the, the singing of psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so that verse mainly addresses the singing, but I think the teaching aspects there too, and that you're teaching one another as you sing. And now these other aspects are just ways in which we think that we see in scripture that the, the worship of God's people happens. Prayer is a form of worship. Reading of scripture outside of the scripture being preached is a form of worship. Preaching itself Obviously, the one preaching is worshiping, but the one receiving the word being preached is worshiping by uh, being attentive to the word, by making notes, by just paying attention and applying it to their lives. Singing songs is obviously something most individuals really relate to worship as is, so I don't want to spend much time there, but it's really just glorifying God by what we sing. Um, That helps build up one another as well. Communion is one of the most amazing ways we can worship because it's remembering what christ has done for us now we have not landed where we're going to how often we're going to practice this it will either be weekly or monthly i'm not exactly sure yet uh, so don't hold me to anything there and then baptism baptism is a wonderful wonderful form of worship not only for the one baptizing but not only and not even the one being baptized but for the entire congregation um, because what we see in this is a physical representation of the inward change of the individual. So what we see is one ranging from death unto life. And we as a body of believers can come alongside them and worship together. See, when you put all of these things together, you get a wonderful recipe of true biblical corporate worship. And so Nick, those are the three things. Um, we could go in much more detail in every one of them. And I could give some resources for every one of these. Um, and maybe you're listening and you would like those. Reach out to me. I'd be more than glad to kind of point you in that direction or answer any questions. But Nick, before we get off the recording today, do you want to add anything? Or maybe maybe you have a question you want to ask in front of uh, everybody. Listen, all 10 people that listen.
0: <laughs> Not really, James. It's very, it seems pretty straightforward. If anybody does have any questions, they, they know how to get in touch with you, hopefully. Um, it's just, it's just a blessing to see. Worship take place in life. Yeah, it it really is that. That's really all that I have to add.
1: Okay. Well, guys, we um thank Nick for being on here. I know David tends to be on the episodes with us, but we had some prior uh some issues just being able to make that happen this week. And my desire, though, is to have different people that are just a part of the core group, not an elder, not uh someone regularly teaching, but just people that are part of it to be a part of this because I think it adds a different dynamic for the listener. Uh, just to hear uh, just regular people in the church talk about the theology that's backed up with the church. And so Nick, thanks for being on here. Um, I hear in the background, our kids. And so maybe (laughs) we should go save our wives and kind of support them. Don't you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, Feel free to reach out if you have any more questions. God bless.
0: Thank you for listening to another podcast episode for Redeemer Church in Columbus, Mississippi. We hope this material has been beneficial.